What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
from Grundle. Keeksley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hey guys, let's do a quick little review of the first round of the Rockstar Energy Drink Triple Crown Series. Uh, brand new series here in Canada, and I couldn't be happier with uh, the way that things turned out for uh, for the weekend. Unfortunately, uh, the 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 soil didn't cooperate with us, uh, bringing in frozen soil to a hockey rink. Um, uh, just the way the, the soil was sto- stored, um, it just didn't allow for uh, optimal conditions. But I truly believe that uh, everyone, uh, the track working crew, Kyle Beaton, as well as uh, like everyone else that worked along alongside with him, uh, really did an amazing job to... Um, to minimize the damage, make the track passable, and uh, there, although that maybe they uh, cut cut a few races short, it seems um, even the 50 cc bikes, 55, uh, 50, 65s, and 85s are able to navigate the course uh, um, at different levels of success. But either way, I was really impressed with the way the weekend went. Uh, Brett Lee and Kyle Thompson did a great job in the booth. Uh, I feel like uh, both those guys are going to continue to get better at what they do, uh, find some more rapport between the two of them. And uh, um, you can really tell that both of them are used to uh, announcing on their own, which is something that I have a lot of uh, experience with, is that you are the play-by-play and you're the color commentator, uh, which is kind of what you, you saw with that, is that both of them ended up doing a, a very much kind of a hybrid of both. They were both calling the action, both kind of um, going out of their way to also like give their opinion, which like you're supposed to have a, uh, a play-by-play, play, play-by-play guy and an analyst, uh, whereas they basically did a hybrid of both, but uh, they both worked very well together, uh, like... Um, they're attacking all of the different scenarios that uh, they had to endure, whether it be uh, some malfunctions with the audio equipment. Um, Kyle uh, was uh, running up and down uh, from the booth down to the floor to get those post-race interviews, which is really cool. And uh, But the, the, the night of racing was really awesome. 250s, 450s. Um, it, it was... It was a long night of racing, uh, probably a little bit more amateur stuff than uh, most Supercross motocross fans are used to. But uh, when it comes to Canadian motocross, uh, a lot of those fans in the stands are uh, friends and family. They're 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 there to see uh, not only the superstars, but they're also there to see uh, their 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 friends and family out on the track doing their thing. So uh, it was really encouraging to see the a decent turnout. Uh, the broadcast was very clear. Uh, there was no. Um, delay whatsoever. It was easy to find. Uh, you can go to uh, Triple Crown, rockstartriplecrown.com and uh, click the live link. Easiest thing you can do. Um, and and it's, it's I, I just put it right on my laptop, HDMI cable into my big screen TV and uh, I'm watching Supercross on a, on a 60 inch. So uh, no complaints there. Um, 
the the 250 class. Let's start out with the 250 class as far as the uh, the the results and my, what I thought. Uh, starting from the top down, Carson Brown, uh, the kid uh, located not too far from uh, from where this race was held, but obviously a kid that uh, he just loves to ride his motorcycle, um, putting in a lot of time. Uh, during during the week on uh, sloppy conditions, obviously on a track that he knows very well, but uh, rain or shine, this kid will ride, and uh, and he proved it this weekend in some muddy conditions and uh, took a very convincing lead uh, in both his heat race and the main event. He was, uh, for the most part, uncontested. He had a decent-sized lead over uh, Sean Moffenbeier, who uh, held down second place for the Bidet- the the balance of the race really I think that he uh, put himself in a second place position and uh, moved himself away from Tanner Ward um, progressively throughout the night and uh, I was really impressed with his uh, his his overall finish I I, I think that uh, uh, Tanner Ward should be uh, really impressed with with himself and uh, not a guy that I really thought was going to be in the top three I, I had my bet more on a Marco Canella or uh, or even a Dylan Wright who I believe had uh, some engine problems wasn't able to finish the race um, inside your top five and not just not just not uh, like well inside your top five the new Ryan Lockhart. Great to see him up there and uh, consistent rides from uh, from the new 250s and 450s. He was busy all night and uh, the track was pretty wild. I remember I, I talked to him yesterday after the event to kind of get his thoughts on uh, the, the track conditions and what he was dealing with. And he said very similar to the 2007 Morden uh, Outdoor National, which was an absolute quagmire as far as the mud was concerned. But um, I, he was able to get through and, uh, and make it happen. So Kyle Spring ended up fifth behind collecting 21 or 21 points um, with 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 the top five performance um, consistent ride for Kyle as he uh, put himself in a good position to get a good start and uh, just wrote some clean laps I don't think I don't remember him doing anything specifically uh, fantastic out there but uh, he was able to get around Marco Canella and uh, put himself in that top five one uh, one rider that I did expect to be on the podium, who was outside the top five, was uh, Marco Canella. He's he's coming up from the amateur ranks. He was supposed to do a lot of uh, American stuff this year, getting ready to basically turn pro outdoors with the MX101 team. But uh, with the with with an injury to Jess Pettis, he got the call up and uh, and performed admirably. Um, with uh, with actually, I I I, sh- I shouldn't say that Carson Brown won his heat because he didn't win his heat. He actually lost the heat to Marco Canella, who uh, who ended up getting him on the last uh, lap ba- due to a clutch problem. But uh, yeah, Canella ended up uh, capitalizing on that good gate pick into the main and uh, top six. He ends up sixth. Uh, Jonah Britton's on the uh, on the Sky Racing Whole Shot Motorsports Honda, uh, doing really well for uh, Two Trick, uh, Al Dick, and the rest of the gang over there. Wyatt Waddell and Joey Parks uh, round out the rest of your top nine, and Dylan Wright ends up tenth overall uh, on the night. Gets himself into the main event, but uh, and. Uh, a bike problem ended up uh, him uh, having to watch the last few laps. But uh, your top three, which I was really impressed with, uh, Carson Brown and uh, and Sean Moffenbeier, Tanner Ward, all three of them heading into Calgary with uh, some momentum and uh, hoping for some uh, some some more. Uh, more arena cross style conditions. The, the I, I I don't think this was a true test of any of the riders' uh, arena cross skills, but uh, definitely uh, just their their skills on two wheels to stay up. I, I don't know uh, if I would have been able to complete those laps whatsoever. But uh, hats off to all all the guys in the 250 class who did extremely well. 
Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entiknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as the Collective EX on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well... You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have death-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. 
Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of, a more, of a, more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to Viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Now let's talk about the 450s. Um, only one rider uh, bleeding from one track, one, 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 actually two riders, Carson Brown and Ryan Lockhart, the only two guys, Iron Manning it on the, on the evening, racing both classes. And by the time these guys hit the track in the main event, uh, the track was really, really beat down. Uh, I think they were getting late in the program. I think time was of the, of the essence and they needed to get the races down. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not super surprised by that, uh, by like just like the, the mud races having to, uh, like it always makes things last that much longer and, and take that much longer, like queuing up the next track or, or queuing up the next race or whatnot. So, but uh, Colton Fasciati, uh he may be older, he may be, uh, he may not be the most aggressive rider in the world, uh, but uh, just smooth and steady, got the job done. I think that can be said about both guys in the 450, uh, both top four riders in the 450 class. Uh, Colton Fasciati got himself in the lead early and uh, capitalized on a on a crash from from Cole Thompson. And um, I, th- I think the guy just rode a really smart race. Uh, Cole Thompson or Col- Colton Colt Colton Fasciati uh, is a uh, is an icon within the sport of motocross, and uh, I think that uh, for a long time to come, he's going to be extremely successful. Um, and, and this year, clearly, the, the, the 45 machine looking good. He's got a three-point lead over Cole Thompson heading into Calgary. Cole Thompson, on the other hand, uh, didn't have himself the greatest of weekends uh, as far as uh, his qualifying went. I feel like he, uh, I expected more out of Cole. I think that that there's a lot of people who uh, who had him pegged to uh, to win a um, win a championship this year, and it doesn't look like um, like right off the hop, it didn't look like he 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 had the uh, the oomph. To, to make that happen, still a second place uh, ride for him. Not saying that wasn't very good. Uh, I just expe- I, I expected Cole Thompson to take this uh, take this race and, and really make it his own. Same thing with uh, uh, but uh, and and may- maybe uh, maybe Calgary brings out a different Cole Thompson. Obviously, that's going to be more arena cross esque uh, as far as the track conditions, but uh, time will tell. Um, the the rest of the four fifty class. Um, Really, honestly, I, I was I, I was I was bummed to see both uh, Matt Gerke and Dylan Epstein uh, deal with bike problems throughout the evening. Uh, I think uh, both of them ended up on the ground more than a couple times during the main event, which is a uh, which is kind of a bummer to see. Uh, Kalen Meston, 
a great ride from him in fifth place. Uh, Kalen's the kind of guy that's uh, just going to go out and ride it. Honestly, these guys are extremely talented, and uh, and he has the ability to uh, to not really worry about the track conditions, but just the laps that need to be completed, and he goes out and does it. Um, your your fan favorite and uh, located maybe 15 minutes from the track was was. Ryan, the new Flockhart, and um, the, the, the 101 machine, maybe not the absolute uh, best finish that he could have asked for, but uh, nevertheless, I think that uh, he can be he can uh, head off to Calgary uh, knowing that he finished well in both classes, um, making the main events, and uh, I think uh, in, in better track conditions, I would have seen uh, Ryan Lockhart right in around the same spot, maybe a, a couple of spots higher, uh, being able to, to battle with a kid like Carson Brown or uh, or Kalen Meston, but uh, that's kind of right where I figured he would be, right inside the, the 7, 8, 9 area for, and, uh, for the main event. Uh, not not the greatest ride from uh, from from Brock Littner. I think he would admit that. Uh, but just even be able to complete the race is a is a, a feat in and of itself with the conditions like that. But uh, um, and obviously we're we're doing this review on a Tuesday because uh, the results uh, took a while to come out. To be completely honest, it wasn't uh, totally clear who where who got what or who was finished where. Um, but uh, now we have concrete results, and uh, I wanted to just basically just uh, give a hats off to. Um, the Rockstar Triple Crown crew. Uh, it looked like uh, Ryan Gauld was uh, get, getting people amped inside the stadium. Brett Lee and uh, Kyle Thompson doing an amazing job on the microphones. And um, yeah, like, it's everyone who's uh, spent so much time getting things ready um, from from Al Dick to Courtney Lloyd to, to to Justin Thompson, who we're looking to have a podcast with tomorrow. Um, they all do they all do amazing work, and uh, I, I was really impressed with how everything went. And uh, yeah, hopefully in the future we can uh, we can see more of it. Um, moving on to to Calgary, uh, a three point lead for both uh, both championship leaders obviously after one round um Carson Brown looks like the guy to beat on 250F uh he actually did so on um believe it was Summer Knowles 250F uh which was kind of cool that he'd be able to uh swap over some suspension and still make it happen on a uh, on a bike that he's somewhat unfamiliar with and uh Colton Fasciati uh basically uh, coming out and saying I want that 100 grand uh and, and and putting himself in the best position to do so uh, I think it's going to be a at least a five-way battle for the, the championship in the 450 class. All five of those guys have speeds. All five of those guys are going to win motos. Tyler Medaglia, Cole Thompson, Col- Colton Fasciati, Dylan Epstein, and Matt Gerke will all be fighting it out all year long. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So this is my quick little wrap-up of the uh, the Triple Crown series. And, uh, we'll, and mo- more... Uh, more- more interviews to come on Big MX Radio. Looking to talk to Colton Fossietti later tonight. I'm going to call up Carson Brown, so we'll get both uh, race race winners as well as Justin Thompson. Hopefully slide those three together onto a great podcast for you guys to listen to. Keep uh, liking stuff on Instagram. Keep engaging with me here on Big MX Radio, and we'll keep making this stuff happen. Thank you guys so much for listening.